Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Saviour, me? <laughs> <laughs> So hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Excommunicated Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Tom. And if you're listening to this, it means you're in 2023. Which is incredible, isn't it? Very weird. Yeah, another year gone by. Very, very weird to me because obviously we're recording this and it's not the new year yet. Yeah, sure. But when you guys will be listening to this, it's January. And the crazy thing, I mean, is the fact that it's Sunday and it's the first of the month Mm -hmm. as well so uh i mean that that feels pretty good too isn't it really starting the year the right way with an episode yeah Yeah, it's it's very it's very aesthetically pleasing i think so yeah most definitely that we're starting the year with an episode um and it it's also very fitting for what we're going to talk about i think so but we'll get there yeah sure um so arthur unfortunately can't be with us today he is actually like in the city yes he's physically here he was here for christmas and then over christmas We all got violently ill. In fact, all of us, didn't we? Oh my God, we were so ill, all of us. I don't know what it was, some weird like flu-like thing. It was bizarre, wasn't it, really? We all felt sick and yet not sick and we were all really tired. And yeah, it was was a funny old uh, virus, I suppose. Yeah, and I think anyone who's in the UK can kind of relate to this right now because I feel like from the start of December all the way through, there has been so much illness. Yeah, I think so so much illness um so yeah we we all felt really rough and then a couple of days ago we were due to record with arthur Uh he literally felt like he'd been hit by a truck he was so ill staying in bed all day just couldn't make it so although he's back we're gonna have to wait until next week next week to kind of do like a bulk recording thing with him so he's resting up we love you arthur and we miss you yeah take it easy mate but he will be with us for the rest of this series yeah thankfully um, so yeah, we hope everyone had a great Christmas, holidays, winter solstice, whatever you celebrated. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult times, as we talked about before, with yeah. people meeting with family and having to go to church services and nativity plays and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we hope you did get through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a new year. It's a new start. Um, and I think that's quite exciting. Uh, again, especially starting the year with uh, with the Excommunicated podcast. but. Um, yeah, it is a new start and new ideas and new fresh ideas. So, um, again, share some of those on our on our Facebook um, post, maybe. Um, but what about yourself, Jess? Have you got any new ideas for this year ahead? I don't want to go too deep into like what the ideas are, but yeah. I think we were talking about this earlier. And our main theme for twenty twenty three is change, sure, um, and not being afraid of change. Yeah. And I think we're ready for a lot of things to change. I think so. We're ready for this to be a year where everything changes, really. Yeah. Business, personal, sure. finance, podcast, yeah. everything. I think you're right. It's, it is certainly the year of the change ahead mm-hmm. of us, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm really ready. And I think, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we just wanted to say, above all, I hope that you were respected. Yeah. Um in the holidays and the new year and seeing family like tom said it can be really difficult and it obviously wasn't perfect for Mm. all of you out there i just hope that you were able to be respected sure yeah that's good and we also thank you for listening to all of the episodes in 2022 sure it's been a really big year for the podcast and 
It really has. And we've got some really exciting stuff coming up this next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very exciting. In fact, starting off with the, uh, with the, with the next few episodes is, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah, basically, isn't it? it? It is wow, actually. It is wow. Um, it's something we've been excited to talk about for a while. Mm. So we're starting a little mini-series, like Tom did about the Plymouth Brethren. Sure. Did like an eight, nine-week series on it, um, which he found so helpful. We're now starting a little mini-series about our experience planting a church. Sure. Which, wow. Yeah, wow. And I, and I think... Um, it's, it's information that needs to get out there, but also mm-hmm. is information to to clear from our own minds again. It's cathartic. I think it's going to be very therapeutic for mm-hmm. ourselves to actually be able to talk about this. Um, and again, you know, others, you know, you, you might be out there have gone through similar experiences and be able to relate as well, which is at the end of the day what we want to do as well. You know, mm-hmm. is to to again build this community of yeah of help for each other. Yeah, exactly. And we just want to talk about what we went through. Yeah, sure. Um, and you may find it interesting. Yeah. I, I know I, I did a poll a couple of months ago about things that people were looking forward to hearing about. Uh-huh. And the church plant did win. Yes. So obviously it's something that people are interested in. And yeah, we're excited slash nervous to talk about it. Yeah, I mean... I'm nervous. Yeah, we've we've done a lot of planning for this. And going through the plans, it was quite scary in a mm-hmm. sense um number one the amount of information we've got initially yeah. it was like oh we could do that probably in a couple of episodes now it's like oh my goodness we've got so much we need to talk about here um but it's also scary to think that that actually went on mm-hmm. um and you're gonna have to wait but you know the amount of stuff that went on it's just like are you serious that that actually happened within a church Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's scary. It really is scary. Yeah. So we're we're not, we're going to try not to overload you guys. Yeah. We're going to do it in as few episodes as possible, but also to tell the story properly. Sure. Yeah, certainly. So today is just going to be a little introduction. Yeah. So we're going to explain what a church plant is for mm-hmm. some context, how we got involved with, with one. Yeah. And who everyone is. So we're going to introduce the, the characters that we'll be talking about. Of course. The, the people that were involved and then go on from there. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. This is just kind of an information episode uh-huh. and introducing the series mm. as a whole. And how long do you think it's going to go on for, Jess, do you think? I wouldn't I wouldn't hazard a guess. As long as it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're not going to drag it out. No. We're going to try and wrap it up, but it just depends on how how deep we go because it could be 100 episodes, it could be 2 episodes. Sure. We always listen to Crime Weekly on uh, as a podcast, and sometimes they say, oh, you know, I think this might go on now for two two or three episodes, and like six episodes in, it's like, no, this might last another two episodes, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens, really, and how well it's received. If you guys like it, then let us know, and we'll continue, and we'll put more detail in. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's no point in us just, you know, talking if you're not enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let us know, please. And if you have any questions, we'll add those on at the yeah, end. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as of course. Well. So, introduction. What is a church plant for people that don't know, have never heard of it, those sorts of things? Yeah. Church planting is a term referring to the process that results in a new Christian congregation being established. Okay. There's a few different ways that this can happen as well. Uh-huh. There's quite a few different ways, but the main two, the most common ones for context, are. A group of people or a quote-unquote mission group mm-hmm. 
um, form from an existing church and are sent to create an entirely new church from the ground up. Yeah. So literally building, congregation, set up everything. Sure. Usually in a brand new housing area, uh -huh. brand new estate, that sort of yeah. thing. The second way is a group is sent to take over an established church that's deemed to be like failing okay. or kind of dwindling, yeah, out of sure. touch, that yeah. sort of thing, or even an abandoned church, yeah. um, but in an already existing area. Yeah. So you can either send a group to a brand new place, mm -hmm. set up from scratch, or you can send a group to one that you deem is failing. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, um, when I was talking about the Plymouth Brethren, uh, and my parents' church, they were a church plant. They mm -hmm. went into a new housing estate and and created this new Brethren Church mm -hmm. uh, a long time ago. But, you know, they were a church plant in a sense because yeah. it was a new estate with, with no churches. Exactly. And it's it's an evangelical practice. Yeah. All denominations do it. All mm -hmm. churches do it. Like you say, even the Brethren did it. Yeah, sure. New churches do it. Old churches do it. It's It's a form of just sort of like branching out yeah sure i guess yeah um but we were in the second group so we we weren't creating a new church uh -huh. from scratch we were essentially revamping an old church and taking over someone else's job sure and we we truly believed this was like a mission yeah I like mean, a calling yeah we were almost told that this church was failing big mm -hmm. time i mean we were painted this picture of this um this church in the most you know prominent position in the area and yet it was a failing church and the, the minister there was failing and he was a terrible person. He was rubbish at his he job. He was rubbish and lazy and everything Rude. else. Yeah. yeah. And we were, you know, painted this picture of, oh my goodness, you know, we really need to get in there and and bring God to the area. You know, it was it was ridiculous. The lies actually, we were told, even straight on, right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So both of these types of projects are funded by like, the governing body yeah. of whichever denomination you're in. And so there's like a council mm -hmm. in each type of flavor of Christianity. There's like, I don't know the names of all the councils, but... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, even, as I said, even the brethren had their own, in a sense, council, you know, mm -hmm. the group where they got together and uh, and could govern what was happening in other brethren churches in a funny sort of way, yeah. even though they were independent. But there's Church of England and then Catholics and then Pentecostals mm -hmm. and Baptists they all have their, you know, authority, don't they, which they, they relate to. Yeah, like like in Star Wars, the council, you know, exactly, with like Yoda yeah. and they're in the floating chairs. Exactly the same. You've got to go ask them for permission for things. It is exactly like that, <laughs> except these people have beyond millions of pounds. Yeah. Beyond millions and millions. I, I wouldn't know if it's billions. Would you say it's billions? Didn't we look that up and it was... In a year, they aren't over a billion. It, it's something yeah. outrageous. And so these, these councils of high up people mm. in Christianity have all this money and they decide where to put it. Yeah, and a sure. lot of the times they will fund it into church plans. Yeah. And, and they will pay millions for these projects. You, they, they take groups, you move into this area and you effectively claim it for God. Yeah. That's the point. I mean, part of me, I mean, the cynical part of me thinks, do they do it for money? You know, do they go into a new housing estate where they haven't got any congregation to actually go in there and get more money off the congregation? Um, because they're new people, new converts, more money. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, part of me thinks that. I mean, that's a very cynical part of me, but... Essentially, they do. Yes. 
So all of this to a degree sounds great. Mm. I, I know you're, you're cynical about the money and I know that there is ulterior motives, but sure. from the outside looking in, these projects sound noble and worthy. Like yeah, certainly. You're, you're helping these people. That's what you'd say. Yes, definitely. You're going into the community to bring help and support um, and to bring the love of God and, yeah, all the, all the positive things, most definitely. On paper, it sounds like a noble project. Yeah, certainly. But I think the problem begins with, like, how these, these people in these areas are viewed and talked about. Sure. Just from what I observed, I think... I mean, you're you're essentially invading mm. this area. It is. So you're looking at an area on a map and you're saying, that place needs us. That yes. place needs God. That place isn't doing well. And you pull up all sorts of information from Google um, and you find out how many people are working, how many people are unemployed, how many people have houses, how many people, mm-hmm. um, you know, all sorts of information. You get all of these statistics and then from that, you work out almost like your battle plan. You know, mm-hmm. so when you say invasion, it is it truly is an invasion. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get more into like the attitude of some of the planters yes. throughout the series, obviously, yeah, as we talk. Um, but we've discussed before, even with your parents' church, Tom, that they felt a sense of like superiority. Most definitely. Over the people from the estate. You yes. know, they, they had their wealth and their status and they believed that because of that, they were better mm. than the people that they were evangelizing yes, to. Yes, most definitely. Um, and I think a lot of Christian missionaries can look down on the people that they're sent to preach to. Yeah. Maybe subconsciously, but there is definitely like a superiority thing going on. Yes. Even in the action itself of like moving into a new place. Yes. And prejudging that it's like lacking. Yes. Yes. And definitely. it needs you. Is that making sense? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it certainly is um yeah they they thought they were better they were coming to this to you know plant this church because the people needed it and because we were better than anyone else Mm -hmm. yeah it was dreadful dreadful and we'll get more into the ethics yes of it later but there are already red flags for me and regrets for me as well about what we were involved in yeah um but before we even get started with the stories and drama and craziness Mm. we wanted to explain the the prequel that you know the the process of getting involved um and introduce the characters that we'll be talking about as well so how did we get involved with this project how did we tom and jess even end up in a project like this yeah sure you know what what how how does one end up in a church plant yes well we'd been attending like a small village church for about 18 months yeah i would say so something like that yeah um less than two years and we were comfortable there Mm -hmm. we were regular there but there wasn't a lot to do it was kind of boring yes that's right there was nothing going on for like anyone over the age of 10 and under the age of 70 yes i would think i feel like there was kids work and there was hymns for the old people but But there was nothing else there was nothing really going on it was like we were going out of habit but we were not happy there yeah um it was a small english village church yeah it was at the end of the day it was fine it was comfortable yeah yeah but the church had like a trainee pastor. Would, mm. would you call it a trainee pastor? I don't know what the term is. Yeah, certainly. Let's let's call him a trainee a, pastor. A lay pastor. Yes, is right. that what they're called? Um, but he was learning under the head honcho. Yes. He he was training to become a pastor, and he was around our age. And we started talking to him after the service. Sure. And, and he seemed great, and he had a wife, and his wife was great, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, 
you know, everything seemed to twig, actually. You know, it was really good. And he invited us to his house. Yeah. For the famous barbecue. Ah, yes. Now, at this point, we had no friends. Yes. Like, we were kind of in that cycle again where Mm -hmm. we felt very, very low. Yeah. Um, We'd moved to the city to be closer to Tom's family and we just hadn't met anyone new. Sure. We weren't clicking anywhere. No, and church is normally a place where you meet friends, you know, so that's what we did. We continued to go to church and... You know, meeting this guy and his wife, it was like, yeah, this this seems to work. These could be our friends. This seems great. So we agreed. Um, we went to his house. Yeah. We had the barbecue. Mm. We met his wife and his children sure. and genuinely had a lovely time. Yeah, certainly. Little did we know at the time, this was actually an interview. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. We didn't know it, but they'd chosen us to come on this church plant with them. Yeah. Which... When you look back at it, you know, b- before being invited to this barbecue, we'd had no conversations with them. Sure. And so they had been watching us, obviously, for months. Yes. With the thought in mind that we were going to come work for them. Yes. Yeah, essentially. And they yeah. were figuring out a way to ask us. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. But anyway, they'd chosen us um, and they wanted to see if we were kind of like cool people. I mean, they even ad- admitted it later. They were sort of vetting us. Yes. So the, the barbecue was just just us. It yeah. wasn't like a group thing. Sure. Um, and at the barbecue, they drank a lot. Yeah. They they swore. Yeah. Um, they played their type of music. Yeah. And they would ask us really like hot topics. Yeah, certainly. Um, so I think the the idea of like homosexuality came up um abortion came up Uh things that like a lot of christians would have big opinions on yes of course um and i think if we'd acted sort of like judgmental Mm -hmm. or or reacted badly or been prudes that didn't want to drink yes i think the whole thing would have gone very differently yeah yeah certainly it would have ended there really i suppose yeah yeah exactly Um, But we didn't know we were being tested in any way. Uh And so for us, it seemed like we were making new laid back Christian friends. Yeah, sure. They seemed very different than kind of the stuffy people from the village church. Yeah, that's right. Like Tom's teenage idea of like a Christian, non-Christian girlfriend. Yeah. These were like Christian, non-Christian friends. Yes, definitely. if, If that makes sense. They were Christian and for God. But they they seemed more normal. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Yeah, they seemed more relaxed than yes. the rest of the church, yeah, sure. which was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And so we were immediately drawn in. Yes. Immediately. Yeah. Um, easy to persuade, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we were in a, I suppose, in a um, vulnerable position, yeah. maybe. So, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, as we keep on saying, we've got many regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is one of them. Yes, this was one of them. Really, this barbecue really was was the start of it all. Really, yeah. And then after the barbecue, it really wasn't very long before we were spending every second together. Mm. Um, we were quite bonded, and it was one of those. It was one of those friendships that clicks like unreasonably fast. Yeah, sure. Um, if anyone else can relate to that, it's like you're immediately bonded. You're immediately spending every evening together. Yes. You're telling each other everything. Yeah. You feel like, for us at the time, like God was putting us together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we spent we spent socially, you know, it wasn't just church things. Socially, we'd spend time with each other. We'd go out together. We would 
you know, do things as friends would do. It wasn't just a whole church thing. It was a real friendship, we thought at the time. Yeah. And so when they asked us to join this church plant and told us about their ideas and told us this was all an interview process. Yeah. Wrongly, we were flattered. Yes. You know, at the time we were like, oh, wow, they deem us worthy worthy of joining them but really it's kind of creepy to think that the whole time we just thought we were making friends sure. they were like scouting for workers mm -hmm. does that make any sense yeah certainly and they had this group of about 10 people in mind and we knew most of them yeah and so i would say we agreed almost immediately i don't remember i might i'll have to ask you tom did we say we'd think about it and come back the next day or did we immediately say yes um, we immediately said yes. Like I mean, that day. It, yeah, I mean, and we were quite um, spiritual, if I can say that, mm -hmm. at the time. It wasn't like a case of, well, we'll go away and we'll pray about this together and then we'll come back and, and let you know. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm pretty sure, immediately we said, yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah. Uh, I can work with you. I like where you're coming from. No, this yeah. would be fantastic. And we'd met like two weeks ago. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. it was so fucking fast. Yes, it was so quick. So, so quick. fast. But I think we were really keen to be a part of something. Yeah. We wanted to feel um, included. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're like Project D idea people anyway. We yes. like starting things. That's right. We like being part of a, a team, a project. Yeah. And so it, it felt perfect. Yeah, it, was, it really did do everything we needed, actually. Yeah, and we just wanted to be involved. Yeah. Now, this is all sounding stupid and, and a bit silly because it makes us sound like mindless mm. it makes us sound a bit i don't know easily led sure um and i don't think we're gullible people i think we were just swept up in the group and the idea of starting something all together yeah and, and i think also, we needed a group yeah we needed a group but also we desperately wanted to work for church and for god desperately um so you know when you have an opportunity to work for god um it's like this is fantastic this is my role in life this is what i need to be doing it was like it was meant to be yeah most definitely we were you know god has brought us together mm -hmm. um and uh god has got this new project and yeah we're going to be working for god not yeah. for this guy necessarily it's like wow this is amazing yeah certainly it was it was very exciting um and i don't think gullible at all it was just no we were um we, we, we just were ready we were ready yeah, yeah we were ready and I think if anyone can relate to the kind of like unreasonably fast clicking relationships, mm. it really was one of those. Yeah, like certainly. Some people you're friends with for six months before it feels like that. Some people you meet yeah. and it's like, oh my God, these are our friends. Yes. And everything just clicks. And that's what it felt like yeah. at the time. Yes. So we should introduce the, the people that we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah. And obviously to protect them because... We're not going to be re using their real names. Of course not. We're going to be giving them names. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, we've agreed to be on the podcast yeah. and, and put ourselves out there. But obviously none of these people have. Exactly. So this is how we'll be referring to them. So mm -hmm. just for you guys to get an idea of the story. Yeah. The junior pastor and his wife that we've been mentioning were our friends. Mm. They're David and Sarah. Yeah. And they had two kids, Emma and Zach. Yes. There was another couple that had been brought onto the project from the, the village church. And um, they're called Laura and Jim. And they had two kids of their own as well. Things get a little bit tricky with Laura and Jim because Laura was the daughter of the pastor yeah. from the old church. Sure. 
who David was learning under. Yes, that's right. So there was a lot of animosity when Laura and Jim decided to join the project because I think her dad was a bit like, you're leaving my church? Yes. Things get tricky and we'll go into that more later. Um, It will all make sense. Yeah. So the pastor from the old church, Laura's father, is called Giles. (laughs) And we're calling him Giles because he was very much like Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's a very good bloke. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did like him and I still like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very good bloke, very sound. Yeah. Um, And then we have another couple who joined the project and they actually moved to the old church because they had heard about the plant. Mm. They're called Heather and Fred. And Fred worked for the church council. Yes. So the council that we talked about earlier, who are funding the the plants and yep. funding the project, he was working for them, heard about the project, and decided to move himself and his wife to the area yeah, to actually, be a part of it. Yeah, actually moved their house as well, you know, moved physically their house into the area so they could be part of the, the plant, which is incredible, really. Intense. Yes. Um, it's starting to get intense already, yeah, so certainly. we carry on. So later on, we'll also introduce you to the worship leader, uh-huh. um, and she's called Sophie, but she isn't in the story just yet. She was employed by them as well. Yeah, we'll get back to Sophie. Yeah, certainly. Um, and the pastor in the church that we were taking over, mm. that we were invading, Yes. Um, Pastor Ted. Yes. That's what we're going with. And our final team members, we had two... Uh, women as well and they were called jane and rachel Mm. and they joined the team and jane was a single woman who who wanted to work for the church in the future sure so sort of work under david yes so she was becoming like the junior pastor again yes under him yes yeah and then we have rachel and she was our accountant yay and we're gonna do so much explanation <laughs> on the finances of this church Oh my plant. goodness, yeah, certainly. Things get messy in a future episode. Yes. So, we're all together. Yeah. This is great. We spend an entire summer together planning. Mm-hmm. And each one of us is almost given a role um, mm-hmm. within the team as well. So David had spent some time praying, I believe, yeah. and he had this big whiteboard yes. in his office and under each of our names... He'd been given a message from God sure. about what we could bring to the team. Yes. Intense, right? Yeah, yeah, very. So, myself, Tom, David, Sarah, Laura, Jim, Jane, Heather, Fred and Rachel all embarked <laughs> on this weird kind of purgatory limbo state where sure. we're in the village church, we're still attending it, but the congregation know that we're leaving at the end of this year for this big mission yes that's right like we're going into space it was almost yeah it certainly was it was very strange um but the summer genuinely looking back on it i can see why we were so swept up Mm. because this was a summer full of barbecues coffee prayer meetings worship sessions together drinking wine all around this like big whiteboard yes praying talking to god believing we're hearing from god yeah and we're just all bonding Bond, together. Yeah, I was just about to say bonding. I mean, it became a real, you know, strong group because we're spending so much time with each other. Yeah, and we believe this is like an ordained pairing. Yes. Genuinely. Yeah, certainly, that God was with us and God was, was going to push us out into this area and was going to do amazing things through us. And it was mm-hmm. exciting to think, wow, God's using us, you know? 
this is amazing. Yeah, very exciting, very intense mm. as well. Um, so it was a bonding time for all of us as a team, but mainly the four of us. Yes. So myself, Tom, David, and Sarah. Yes, that's right. We spent nearly every evening together. We became like a family. Yes. Like we were like zipped together. Yes, we were. Yeah. They even ended up asking us to be like the unofficial god god parents, <laughs> godparents to their two children because they believe we'd all been brought together by God. Yes. And if it, it felt like a spiritual friendship, but not in a religious God way, if I can mm. explain myself. So it, it felt like deep soulmate friends. Yes, that's right. Um, and I remember thinking like at, at, at the end of that summer, okay, this is the group. This is the group of people I'm going to know all my life. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, certainly. It got intense. Yeah, very. It got creepy. Yes. Um, But yeah, I just remember thinking like, okay, this is it. This is the group. Mm. You know, when we're all together, there's barbecues, there's 10 of us, there's there's couples. This is family. This is real. Yes. It felt perfect. Yes. At first. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so as as part of like the setup and the planning, obviously we're we're all working hard. Sure lots of evenings that sort of thing but we were also required to attend a planting course Yay. which was i think nine weeks long eight or nine weeks yes i think something so. something like yeah. that um but these were day long sessions yeah. this wasn't like an hour no this was like nine till five and it wasn't a weekend this was in a weekday mm -hmm. so it meant to say that you had to take time off work to attend these sessions and attendance was not voluntary. No. Attendance was mandatory. It was. So it was almost like, you know, if you're serious about doing this church build uh, or church plant, if you're serious about this and God has obviously got it on your heart, then um, you need to be giving up work, you know, taking it as holiday or, yeah. or working some other time. Um, and, and so we did. Yeah, we did. Most um, definitely. We would go to this planting course every single week for at least two months. Mm. It was at least eight weeks. Um, and this would teach us, in theory, how to be the perfect missionaries. Yes. How to reach the people in these communities. Yes, of course. Um, so we were all required. Everyone on the team was required to attend. Bear in mind, none of us were getting paid. Yes. So the pastor was getting paid. Yeah. He was the only one. Everyone else on the team was completely volunteering their time, which which we wanted to do yeah, at the time. Yeah, we did. We yeah, we were it happy to do so. Important to yes. us. It felt so important, but. It started to become nearly a full-time job. Yeah, I mean, and it meant to say that we would have to catch up with our own work. So we'd be working Saturdays as well then to catch up on the work we've missed because of the church plant. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'd be working on the Sunday as well. For church. For church. Yeah, so we had church on the weekends. We had church all day during one day during the week. Yes. Then we had in the evenings prayer meetings, yeah. worship sessions together, planning meetings. Yes. This this church became like a second job. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Which proves how dedicated we were for this. We truly believed mm. at the time yes. that this was for God. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And as you can imagine, we were all in each other's pockets mm. all the time. I yeah. mean, we were seeing each other for like 25 hours a week. Yes. Um, and not just that. We would go to, um, let's say there was a meeting, um, a prayer meeting of an evening 
Um, and then afterwards, we would go back then to David and Sarah's house mm-hmm. after the meeting to spend more time with them. Yeah. So it wasn't just a case of, oh, it was an, an hour this evening or an hour that. We would spend literally the whole evening until midnight then um, with them before we returned home. It yeah. was very intense, wasn't it? Yeah. And at the time, that felt great. Mm. Now, looking back, that's not healthy. No. And it started to cause issues yeah. with the team. Yes. Again, we'll get into that more. Sure. So the entirety of next week's episode will focus on the training days. Yeah. Because a lot starts happening during that process. And it was probably our first indication that things weren't going to go well. Yeah. Now looking back on it, those training days should have made us realize that this was going to be an issue. Yeah, and uh, yeah, red flags almost. And red we flags, yeah. Should have backed away probably at that point, but we were so excited. We were so, we were all in. Invested, yeah. yeah so excited and so invested that we, we continued. Mm-hmm. We ignored what we, we should have been paying attention to. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I would I would say the planting course was the first real yes. indication of, of things that were to come. And a lot of inappropriate things started to happen Yeah. that summer. Yeah, certainly. And we'll be able to dive into it fully next episode. Yeah. So just just to go back to sort of the ethics of the practice, mm. as a whole, what do you think of getting a group of people together and and throwing them into this community, this estate, this this new build, whatever, sure. to to kind of infiltrate the people? Yeah. Um. It depends on your on your attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think if it was a group that went in to to literally come alongside and to care and feed and support and support the community, then great. You mm-hmm. know, it didn't have to be religious in any way. If they came and did those things, you think fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, church plants don't seem to work that way, do they? No, in, in th- our experience, as soon as there's a religious aspect involved, yeah, there's kind of this attitude of saving these people, yes, winning them for God, yeah. And a lot of these places have a satanic stronghold, sure, in quotation marks. Yes. You know, Satan's in this estate. We need to win it back for God. Yes, that's right. And that's so self-righteous, it makes me furious. Yeah, as soon as you said the word save, we need to save this place. I mean, just putting that word save in just proves the Ruins fact it. our mindset was that these people were were lost, were dying, were... Mm-hmm. were they needed rescuing. They needed rescuing. And as yeah. soon as you say, oh, we, we've come to save, it's like, yeah, forget that then. Yeah, you haven't come to serve and support no. and show love you've come to conquer yes you know that that's what it comes down to yeah, you certainly. want this this housing estate or this area to be better yes and we um i don't know if we were going to talk about this later on but there were reports of people trying to plant a church in this area years before uh, and they tried but um the stronghold of satan was so strong down mm-hmm. there that they failed and everything they did went wrong um, and it almost destroyed them and all this. So we had these stories of, 
oh my goodness, you know, Satan is strong there, but we're going to go in strong. And, and Like it was a battle. It was a battle yeah. again, and, and God's going to win, and we're going to, you know, that's why we had such a big team to support because we were going to go in as a as a big army to mm-hmm. to break down the strongholds of satan and on these were the words these are the scary things these are the things that we would sit around a giant whiteboard in david's office and we would pray and yes. we would sing and we would declare mm-hmm. these sorts of things that tom is saying over this magical whiteboard yes like i remember the whiteboard being such a important thing yeah. in like our group chats and our prayer sessions that we literally thought god was speaking to us yes. through this piece of plastic yeah certainly that he was gonna win yes a, a community like through us yes we, we felt so important yeah i feel stupid even talking about know, these things i, I wish know. arthur was here yeah. <laughs> he'd be like hitting us with a newspaper yes yeah. no no yeah certainly it's it was just um it's just so sad to think that that's, in a sense, so many of the church plants go in with the with the thought that we are better than those that we're going to, to serve, in a sense. But being brought up in the Brethren, of course, I knew everything about everything, and I was superior to everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is horrible. But uh, that's what I've come to, to learn now, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly that's... And and that seemed to be the attitude of David and Sarah as well. It wasn't just myself. No. It was other team members as well. They were, no, we are in there to, to save because we are superior. We are what they need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we did feel like we were being sent. Yes. You know, this was being funded by the, the higher ups in the Christian council, so sure. to speak. But we believed it was being funded by God. Yes. Truly. Yeah, most definitely. So ethically, the practice as a whole, even now that I've been in it, I think it sucks. Yes. I think it truly sucks. And I think people would be shocked Mm. to know what the people running these things are truly like. Yes, most definitely. As well. Yeah. Um, It's not what you think, unfortunately. No, No, it's not an organization going in to support. For the right reasons. No, and to bring love. No. Um, You think of... Uh, some organizations where they um, will set up a food bank or things just purely to to support the people um, because of the of love not because of a church that they 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 do it so that they can get people into their church but there are people that you know produce food banks because they love the people they want to support the people um, and that's almost what it should be but it wasn't it was it was a battle for some people it was a battle and some people it was a shiny new pot of money yes um that they could play with yeah essentially that's true and it for, for for certain people on the project and there'll be whole episodes dedicated to this it was an opportunity to buy new toys yes and feel really self-righteous doing mm-hmm. it yeah yeah certainly feel very important yeah which just sucks. Yeah, it, it really does. It just does. so sucks. And we have so many regrets. Yeah. You know, as as always, when we, when we look back at these things and you look at um, time spent and you mm-hmm. think the time spent doing this, how much better it would have been if they'd spent that time thinking about actual people or helping actual people rather yeah. than 
planning all of this if they'd spent the time. Yeah. And likewise, money, the money they spent, how much better it would have been if they'd just spent that money on the actual people within the community. Rather than the things. Rather than things. And again, we'll talk about this later, but you just think all of this... Millions, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there there was several million yes, pounds it, sunk it, into this. Yes, into a pot. Uh, and, you know, it just reminds me of, of a, a church I heard that spent months arguing about homosexuality in the church. Um, and they argued, and they had meetings, and they had special events and all sorts of things they spent so much time and so much money um and people got so angry and so um distraught about you know the subject of homosexuality in the church and i remember saying you know how would have been so much better if they just spent all of that time on caring for the poor in their community you know what a waste of time what an absolute waste or you know, shouting about wearing hats in church, you know, what a waste. What, you know, the priorities, they're so wrong. Yeah. The things that people sink all the time into. Yeah, deem as important. Yeah. And it's just such a waste. And this church plant being exactly the same, the, the thousands mm -hmm. spent, um, the hours spent, um, and what an absolute waste. And not just because I'm now an atheist and I, you know, it's an absolute waste of time. And um, it's not that aspect. I mean, obviously, there's that as well. Yeah. What a waste because, you know, what's the point, you know, there isn't even a God. But not that, you know, even there, if there was a God, the waste and it's the time. It's still being done badly. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, and I can't think of many church plants where it's been done properly, to be fair. No, I mean, the success rate is incredibly low. But even to the point that they entrusted this massive undertaking and massive million pound, million pounds budget yes. to a pastor who was still training. Yes. He was not officially ordained yet. No. He wasn't even ready. No. And that sparks a whole nother conversation. Yes. And, and drama and, and inappropriate behavior because he wasn't even officially a pastor sure. yet. He was still training, you know? Yeah, and they so much so that they had to try to give him another name. Mm -hmm. You know, so in, in leadership, you know, whereas some people would say, well, you're a pastor or you're a vicar or you're an elder or whatever. They had to invent a name for him, didn't they? A, mm -hmm. a form of leadership because... To make it like work on the paperwork. Yeah, basically. So that if anyone did question it, it's like, oh, no, no, he hasn't finished his training, but but we can still call him pastor. I can't even remember what they called him now, but we can still call him a pastor, um, even though he's not officially finished his training yet. And so I think this project that we were involved in um, was not fully developed properly. Mm. And I think we... We just threw our like hundreds and hundreds of hours over one summer on this. Yes. We, we barely had time for anything else. We yeah. were just giving ourselves over to this project. Yes. Um, and so that that's a little bit of a background on how we even got involved mm. in, in this church plan, how, how we got swept up into it. Yeah, and I do just want to reiterate the fact that it wasn't just them. I think it was the fact that we were doing this for God and we were, you know, at this point still pretty on fire for god mm -hmm. and wanted to be used by him and wanted to be 
um, to do whatever we could for God. And so the two came together and it was like, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. I can now finally have good friends, but also be working for God as well. Yeah. This is this is great. What a you know, what a partnership. And just the feeling of being involved in something that was way bigger than you. Yes. But you had so many people on the team as well. Yeah. I mean, working for ourselves all these years, we're so used to it just being the two of us. Mm-hmm. The two of us on everything. But being like a group of ten, yeah, and you're all meeting and sharing ideas and and supporting each other and loving each other. Sure. I mean, this is how cults start. Yeah, most genuinely. definitely, most definitely. You know, you all kind of hole up together yeah. and and give give each other your time and pray together and, yeah. and dedicate yourselves to a higher cause, and it you just get so swept up. And, and as I said, we were you know literally at one point thinking, oh, we could maybe move into into a house with each other. You know, so yeah, cult-wise, yes, it, it really could have happened, couldn't it? So the team was together. We were all together, working together, praying together, worshipping together. Everyone was really getting excited for the start, for the, you know, for the start day. We had trained together. Um, and, uh, you know, on the outside, it looked like an impenetrable team ready to to fight that battle that we were talking about. Um, but it was already it, being on the inside. You could already see that there were cracks um, and there were problems. But but you ignored them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you thought, well, you know, maybe it's just me, or you know, we've we've got to be unified in this. We've got to stick together. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I know that you know that person said that, and I'm not sure I like that very much. And I know this person here is a bit fussy talking about this but i'll i'll ignore that because you know david's saying to ignore it and so there is already problems and i know next week we're going to start talking about that talking about the training talking about employment mm-hmm. um and david started to show his true colors at that point and yet again we ignored it um it's like it's like the honeymoon stage of a relationship where you almost think the person can do no wrong. Yes. Even though they start to show things that worry you, you you're it's still so new yes. that you think you'll be able to work past it. It's like the honeymoon stage where, yeah. you, where you feel like n- nothing's wrong. I don't, yes. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And our other problem was the fact that we were um, living, you know, in the pockets of David and Sarah. And so cracks were showing but we were with david and sarah all the time and so in a sense as long as david and sarah were fine we were almost ignoring the cracks which were happening around us and we'll be talking a lot about that next week uh, and over the future weeks but um things were falling apart almost immediately weren't they yeah before we officially launched yes yeah most definitely um so next week we'll start talking about those things so this week was is you know just a, a brief intro into how the church started and what the church plant was but Mm -hmm. it's going to get pretty meaty you know don't give up on us you know is there's a lot that starts to happen um and a lot of very disconcerting behavior from many people um not necessarily the people but many people's um concerns about david and sarah really i Mm -hmm. would say and like we said this is obviously going to be a very cathartic 
process for us yes. to be able to tell these stories and the things that we went through and happened and happened to us and things that we did even. Yeah, certainly. So we hope you're looking forward to this series yeah. and we hope you're excited to hear about it. Please let us know if you do have any questions. Sure. Um, about the process or about anything really we'd like to answer uh, and if you've been involved in a church plant yourself yeah i mean that would be great to hear i mean to compare almost to see you know does this happen everywhere you know does one person just just take over and and everyone just follow you know blindly in a sense so strap in for next week it's it's gonna be pretty wild yes i think so um and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode we hope that we explained it properly mm -hmm. and it all made sense um don't forget you can email us xcompod at gmail.com you can message us on instagram or you can join our private facebook group sure and we will catch you with arthur yes next week from 10 a.m to reclaim our sundays so bye, bye. it's back to you doing it again oh do, 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 yeah, Arthur. Do, 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 do.